Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Okie dokie, Sophie. I have just pressed the record button and I'm sitting on my own in my kitchen. I can't believe you're not here. I know. I feel terrible I'm not there. This podcast is so much joy and so much energy for me and I miss doing it. So we will be doing it. Being in my kitchen is not the same as without you. I'm sitting here with delicious sweet Thai iced tea and I bought back dried mulberries from Turkey and Wilma's wanting a scratch. She wants you too. We all want you. What are you doing? Where are you at keeping it real at this point in time? I am keeping it real and in a wonderful venue. I'm in Yorkshire. What are you doing in Yorkshire? I'm at an amazing event hosted by Warehouse where they've invited 10 influencers to talk about women's fashion, the reality of London life, being part of the rat race, affordable luxury, and um, empowering women to give women fashion at their fingertips so they can feel that they can afford it. It's a really lovely event with some very diverse women and some lovely women that I'd love to get on our podcast, actually. Oh, amazing. A special, uh, a lady who's been through postnatal depression who has a big charity now and a big Instagram following about mental health and postnatal depression and how you handle that. I've got Lizzie Loves Healthy, who's written a couple of cookbooks all about fussy eaters. She's a celiac, so all the recipes that you could possibly wish for if you've got celiac issues. What is celiac? Um, it's when you have intolerance to anything, dairy, I, I couldn't actually tell you, but it's a, an anaphylactic shock, bad reaction. Oh yes, it's like oh. having a nut allergy. You oh can't, you cannot gosh. eat anything with wheat or... So Lizzie loves healthy? Lizzie loves healthy. She's written a couple of celiac cookbooks. Oh my gosh, bring amazing. Lizzie on Keeping It Real. Would love and, to and talk to her too. And she's amazing at children's recipes for really fussy eater. How to get a lot of vegetables into your children who don't like them. So she's got all the tricks of the trade. Brilliant. 
So she's amazing. And then we've got the lovely ladies from Warehouse who are talking about uh, about their wonderful brand. So yeah, it's a, it's an it's actually a magical location in the middle of Yorkshire. The sun is shining. I've got a glass of prosecco in my hand, and I'm actually rather enjoying a little trip out from London. So it's rather nice. That sounds really rather nice. So, Sophie, we are keeping life very real in that you and I are going to have to find out a way to continue our weekly podcasts going into these crazy months of children, school holidays, etc., etc. And believe it or not, I got back at 3.36 a.m. last night from Turkey. Um, two days late because I, you won't believe it, I missed my flight out for the first time in my life. I don't want life. to say this to you. I don't want to say this to you, but that day we walked through the airport when you were looking in all of the shops in Heathrow going, we've got plenty of time. And I'm having a small ship bit because I've missed a flight. Oh you my were God. like, relax. And no, 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 no. Can, I tell, Can I tell you what happened? Can I tell you what happened? This is almost worse. This is almost worse. So I looked at my British Airways app, right? And all I see is what I think is Terminal 5. So Peter Pan comes to pick up my kids and I, we head to the airport. And as we are about to take the turning to Heathrow Terminal 5, uh, someone in the car says to me, uh, Gatwick South? Oh I'm like, my what? Gosh. what? I was like, no, 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 no. This is Terminal 5. This is, this is definitely Terminal 5. And all of a sudden I realized that my Terminal 5 was in fact... Gatwick Terminal South. That's how so blind I am. Get your eyes tested. <laughs> Darling heart, I'm already wearing plus three and plus two seven five <laughs> in the other eye. Can you believe it? So I totally, I totally, I can't even see through my current prescription. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we said to Peter Pan, you know what? Let's just try and make it. And we literally got to Gatwick South 20 minutes before the plane took off, oh. which meant that we ended up having the next flight to Dalaman was not till two days later, what which then meant that we extended our other leg for two days. So all my meetings on Sunday and Monday, I've had to put into today because I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. to oh. one of my oldest girlfriend's wedding. And you know what's adorable? So I'm going to the wedding of a friend of mine who met her childhood sweetheart when she was 14 and they were madly in love with each other for four years. And when they finished school aged 18, she decided to go and find herself. And she decided that the place to go and find herself was definitely Jamaica. Oh my God. And when she got to Jamaica and she really had a good time in Jamaica, she came back 12 years later with a child. But so coming back these 12 years later, uh, having gone on a big spiritual journey, consequently, she then bumped into her boyfriend from 14 to 18. And he said to her, I, I just, I never forgot you. I've been pining for you all these years. Oh, and and she said, and she said to him, I never forgot you either. And they've been together for the last three years and they're getting married wow. this weekend in oh, Spain. And he's adopted her child. And it's just wow. all very sweet. So I'm off tomorrow, which means that this week's podcast, Sophie Badoof, we we got to do down in wedding mode while you're wherever you may be this week. I don't know. Where are you? And what day should we do? I'm back tomorrow and then I'm around all weekend. Should we then do Thursday? Let's do Thursday. All right, my love. I've got to go and pick up Nick. So nice to see you. Lots of love. Bye. Still crazy. Crazy after all these years.
We are super thrilled to be sponsored by Daniel Wellington. Don't you think that right now is such a great time to celebrate dads all over the UK? Absolutely. We have a Father's Day campaign online on the 17th of June. 20% of all the Dopper collection and you get an additional 15% off with the personalised promotion code keeping it real. I love that. Listeners out there, it's really important to treat yourself and it's time to get a watch to freshen up the summer style. That is so true. This dapper collection can both be for men and for women. If you don't want to treat yourself, treat your father or your brother or your son or some other man that you love. (laughs) All you have to do is use the promotion code, keeping it real. It'll give you 15% discount in the web shop online. The code also works in all stores around London, which is a very special offer only to the listeners of Keeping It Real. All of Sophie's and my favourites can be found on danielwellington.com. Thank you, Daniel Wellington. We are in. After many, many technical problems, <laughs> Sophie Sophie has technicalities in Putney. I'm not. I've now live, managed. I don't live in Putney, banana. I meant Parsons Green. <laughs> Starts with a P. You know what I mean. <laughs> and I found myself in. Marbella. Oh my God. Where I'm spending the next three days for some very, very, very dear friends' wedding. And so, if you won't actually believe it, or nor will you guys out there. And by the way, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real <laughs> by Caroline and Sophie. It is fur easing. What? In Marbella? In Marbella. Oh yes. no. Oh, that's Darling, so disappointing. I have packed clothes for the next three days of course and the hottest thing I've got to wear is a bikini oh dear (laughs) seriously do you think if I put four on top of each other it might maybe feel warmer I think disaster I think we're just gonna have to take the blanket off the bed in the hotel and walk around in that (laughs) right now I'm I'm wearing someone's cardigan I'm still wearing the 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 warm winter trousers that I traveled in which um I'm absolutely not taking off. It is simply so oh, cold. such a shame. What's happening to the well, weather? they say it's going to get better tomorrow, but I think it was a mistral wind that came by. Uh, I mean, Denmark have actually had better weather in the last month than any country I know, whether it be Turkey or now Spain for that matter. Do you wow. remember when I went to the Feria de Sevilla? Yeah. It was also freezing or was it well i've just come back from yorkshire from the yorkshire dales and it was how were the yorkshire dales it was boiling it was like beautiful sunshine bit chillier today but yesterday was absolutely gorgeous i went to say this beautiful lodge called middleton lodge and um it was just a picture perfect hotel in the sort of rolling dales of yorkshire it was How really divine, wonderful. And um, we were there with 
warehouse, which used to be one of my favorite go-to brands when I was sort of in my early 20s. But actually, I haven't shopped there for so long. Just I because they still existed. They do. And the thing is, they've shut down a lot of their concessions and they've gone, I mean, a lot of their main shops and they've gone into concessions. So they're in Debenhams and John Lewis and places like that. But I was um, invited into the shop to go and choose a dress. And I have to say, I just picked the most gorgeous summer dress and it looked fabulous with little heels and an evening bag. And I was thinking to myself, what a great little find. How amazing. Reignited my relationship with Warehouse and met some really lovely influencers and blogger mummies, all from different walks of life. And I've actually uh, invited one of the lovely girls, Jo, to come and talk to us. She's got a charity um, that she set up for postnatal depression um, because she suffered very badly for the first two years of having her child with postnatal depression and she still treats it because you can't just walk away from something like that so uh, it's a very interesting topic yeah and she's lovely and she's got a gorgeous little girl and she's happy now but she still has to take medication and do regular counseling to stay on top of it and um, I think it's a really interesting subject that lots of people don't talk about because I think people feel ashamed if they don't connect with their baby or they don't um feel so overjoyed that they've had their baby and um but darling what i also think it's got a lot to do with the fact that people just don't know that they're the yeah feeling feeling blue feeling these yeah. hormonal imbalances after you've after you've had a child could actually be down to the fact that you have postnatal depression absolutely you know, i know that I know that my sister, who speaks very openly and honestly about this, she had a really, really, really terrible postnatal depression after her second child. She yeah. probably also had a, um, she also had a postnatal depression probably after her first child, but completely unaware of it. But because the second one was so bad, she actually had to um, be submitted into hospital and was in hospital for six weeks. It <gasps> oh, is such thing. a. Um, so I've really had it close to home yes. in my heart. So I would love to meet with Joe simply because it really is one of the most important subjects. And I think it's a subject that's very important for us also to not only shed light on, but also, you know, the whole shame factor, as you were talking mm. about before, making these subjects feel okay to talk about openly yeah. because there is no shame about it quite on the contrary mm. you know it's a chemical imbalance that happens in your body that you really have no control yeah over. absolutely I mean it's it's a devastating thing to have to go through and something which you never really recover from when you've when you've hit that low moment I mean she said she was near suicide and it's it's obviously just such a terrifying place to be and um, anyway, so there was it was a wonderful, wonderful trip, and it was really enjoyable getting to know some new, lovely influencer mummies, and um, you know, be treated to a lovely night away to all get to know each other. And, and what I really took away from it was, um, you know, we often pop into events and things where we're invited to go for a glass of champagne and it's in and out or we're sitting around a dinner table and there's so many people and you actually never really get to connect with people and this felt more like a retreat and I just thought what a special way to actually bring people together and actually foster new relationships and new friendships with people Um, and it was a really magical experience being taken to Yorkshire by train and um, you know getting to know some completely different characters and it was it was really enjoyable 
So I, I love that about you, back. Sophie. I love the fact that you're just always so open-minded to meeting new people and you just always go with your arms open and your heart open. And it's, that's a really, really wonderful quality. I really enjoy it. I, I have to say that's one of my favorite, favorite things to do is go and meet new people and get new ideas and chat and bounce off each other. And I just find it's a fantastic way of opening your mind and your heart and your sharing. And it's just a lovely way to realize that there's so many people out there doing different things, but we all are connected in various similar ways. Mm. Um, and it's, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So I've had a wonderful, wonderful trip and I'm now back at my desk and playing catch up because um, yes, I had my final day in court with Alex last week, which was oh, not my enjoyable. Goodness, Sophie, I didn't mm. know that you guys were actually ending up in court. Well, it wasn't really because we have a fight over anything. It was basically because we needed to draw a line under everything. And it's just been going on and on and on and on for so long. And we needed people to just help us draw that line and now it's been drawn um, so you have completely drawn a line are you now completely officially divorced and everything is settled and over and done with yes oh my gosh yeah. how does that feel well it's a mixed feeling because I um I don't want to go into too much detail because it's obviously personal but um it's not going to be as easy as I was hoping it might be and I'm really starting on my own from scratch oh in terms of um Everything. your responsibilities my financial responsibilities yes I have yes. I am completely and utterly self-sufficient now good for um, you well, well done it's my not, love not through choice <laughs> no I understand yeah. but you know what I've got to say um and I think a lot of our listeners out there will probably really able to relate to this and I can definitely uh, sign my name on the dotted line where that goes mm. it is extraordinary when you get divorced um, especially if you've never had to take huge financial responsibility and uh, mine started 48 hours after I got divorced uh, over 10 years ago and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day because I was in Turkey last week and I was talking to my friend uh, to this friend of mine about the fact that, you know, I wasn't, uh, I'd never really worked before and I didn't grow up, uh, knowing that I was going to spend my life working because that wasn't kind of in my upbringing. But I have to say that it has been one of the most rewarding and gratifying experiences and the feeling. And I think this will ring true to most women is that the day that you realize that you are strong enough and not only capable, but also able to take care of yourself is, you know, the time when you will really be free. I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. My, my problem is, is that I have worked all of my life since I left home. I started working when I was 23 years old and I had really good jobs and I saved money and I bought my own house and I 
had a nice car and I'd paid my way and I and I was really happy to do that. But when I got married, I was hoping that I'd be able to have more of a balance between bringing up my children and working. And I really, really, really want to try and avoid going back into full-time employment for somebody else because it means that I will not see my children and I know this will be the, the, the case for plenty of women out there and I'm sure it's a massive struggle for them for their hearts because I I want to have breakfast with my boys I want to be here when they come back from school I want to cook them supper I want to put them to bed I want to be present for them because I even if they didn't mind I mind I I just can't I, I feel such a heavy heart when I'm not there at those times for them for myself, not just for them, but for my own self. And in order to cover everything I've got to cover, I have got to really, really produce more clients. And, you know, it's not going to be easy for me to do it being self-employed. And I know that struggle, it will be very true for a lot of people, but just not having any security blanket you know, no savings, no house, nothing. I don't, I, there's nothing for me to fall back on. So it's just, it's just a daunting feeling. Yes, of I course, it's empowering to be self-sufficient and I'm really happy to work my socks off, but as as long as I can provide the, the, what I need to provide. Anyway, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's But you know what, Sophie, struggle. can I tell you something? You, as you said, you've been working since you were 23. And you were really able to do quite well. And I have absolutely no doubt in the whole wide world that you're going to do really well again. And I think it's really important for you to not put any shadow of doubt yeah, uh, uh, in your faith. I think at this point in time, because I really believe in laws of attraction and I really believe in the power of the mind. And I really believe that if you believe with not a single shadow of a doubt, then you will succeed. Yeah. You know, it was very interesting. I was reading a book recently Mm. and in this book, it was explaining about how, you know, Roger Federer ends up winning the last ball of the tennis game or any other big sports star for that matter. And this psychologist behind this book was saying that it is because Roger Federer and these other winners, they already have the mindset before they go into their game that they're going to win. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. There is not a single shadow of a doubt. And it is only in those last intense moments that the person who doesn't believe is the person who will lose. Yeah. And I really believe that in everything. I I believe believe that. If you believe in love, Mm. love will come. I believe Mm. if you believe in whether it is financial success or whether it is bringing a beautiful friendship into your life or whether Mm. it is moving mountains in hopes for our children. I really believe that our faith can move mountains. I mean, can we just talk about what happened to you last week and Harry? Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I I just feel like I am being tested quite a lot these days. You know, my I I do feel like I'm being tested and I and I I keep rising to the challenge. I keep doing all the self-love and self-care things, but at this point in my life, I I just I would love somebody to rescue me. I know it sounds pathetic, but it would just be such a relief not to have all this pressure on my shoulders. And I I'm not saying that from being a damsel in distress. I'm just 
I'm just, I think I'm just really tired. And last week was, was another complete disaster where my, it wasn't his fault, but my ex-husband Alex went into the bank and it was a really, really busy day. It was the bank holiday weekend and Duke of York Square had a market on. And Harry was looking the other way as Alex went into the bank. And one minute Alex was there and the next minute he was gone. And Harry didn't know where he'd gone. So he looked around the market, couldn't find him. And then he thought to himself, well, I'll take myself back to where I had a play date with Nico. Because uh, he said, I, I thought maybe if I went back to the place on the King's Road that Nico and I had lunch that maybe Nico might be there because he likes it there. And um, he might say, oh, Harry, I'm here. And So Harry was rather excited at the prospect of seeing Nico and trotted off to Joe and the Juice on the King's Road. And when he got there, discovered it was also full of people who he didn't know. So I think he was slightly freaked out by that station. He wasn't quite sure what to do. And it's quite a long walk from Duke of York Square to Joe and the Juice. So Alex comes out of the bank because he can't see him in the bank and starts having a panic, runs around the market, calling him, calling him, calling him, asking everybody if they've seen him. Nobody's seen him in the market. So he spends a good 10 minutes in the market looking for him. But Harry's gone, so he was never going to find him. So Alex thinks, what on earth am I going to do? So he calls the police because he thought paedophile, which is what I would have thought you know, you just suddenly think, oh, my God, someone's taken him because where would he be? Um, so and by the way, Alex hadn't called me by this point. Thank God. I know. But I, I don't. I, I Well, I'll tell you my reaction when he did call me. But um, I. so Alex calls the police within two minutes, 20 police rock up and launch a search party for him. So 15 minutes after Harry's gone, there's now 20 police swarmed to the King's Road and looking for him. And about 10 minutes later, so in total, I think he was missing for nearly 30 minutes, which is a very, very long time to not be with your child. And they went into Joe and the Juice and they found... And Harry actually went up to them and said, I'm lost. And they said, are you Harry Stanbury? And he said, yes. And they said, your father's looking for you. And Harry was put into the back of the police car and he was taken down Duke of York Square. And by that stage, Harry was frightened and he was scared and he was very scared that he was going in a police car and he said I said did you cry and he said I really tried not to mummy but I, I felt like I was going to and I said it's okay to cry Harry if you need to cry of course you can cry and um, he said I just he said what I thought I was going to do was retrace my steps back to Caroline's house because he said I knew that if I got to Caroline's house Caroline oh. would look after me and she'd call oh. you and I'd be Bless safe him. And, oh my gosh, but you know that I know and it broke my heart you know bless him and I thought gosh he he would never it just have melted found my his heart way. I know it just melted my heart oh my yeah. goodness can he can can I adopt him as my godson <laughs> I know he's so sweet he said that is so I mean, sweet I know I know so anyway so Alex called me in the last five minutes of them not finding him 
Oh my God. And I was, we were both going down to the country. He had the boys and I was going to meet him at his parents' house because it was the bank holiday weekend and we were going down yeah. to his parents' house with the pool and la la la. Yeah. Anyway, I thought he was going, why haven't you left London yet? So I answered the phone because that's what normally happens. He's normally calling me up to tell me off for something. So I answered the phone and I went, I'm just about to leave. I'm literally packing the car up. Coco's ready. I'm ready. We're all ready. And he went, Soph. And I went, oh my God, what? And he went, Harry's missing. And I went, what? And I literally fell on the floor and said, what, 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 what? And then I started screaming. It's words that you literally cannot bear to hear anyway oh so oh it was horrendous anyway so i then my poor au pair it was her day off she was having sleep on the bed i went running up to her room and i said yolanda please please help me i've got to find harry get in the car with me now grabbed her put her in the car with me and literally floored it to the king's road i know i shouldn't say that on on this podcast no, but anybody would understand darling anyone would understand and I was what? shaking 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 because I you know Alex said he's been missing for nearly half an hour and I just thought paedophile he's been kidnapped it's a busy market day it's perfect territory someone's taken him and I oh, thought I was gosh. going to throw up anyway just as I got to the King's Road Alex called me and said they found him and I was uncontrollably shaking. Literally, and it took me probably four hours to to, yeah, to get it out of my system. Because the weird thing is, is even when you're reunited, which obviously was the most amazing feeling, and I felt so lucky. And you know what went through my head, which really broke my heart, was, my God, Madeleine McCann's parents must have been beside themselves I mean how they have got through their lives and been parents to their other children I do not know no. because I in that moment of thinking he'd been taken I I wanted to die I literally wanted to die oh, and um you know obviously I didn't want to die because I've got Finn but I, I, I just I just thought I can't I can't even imagine life without Harry and then as I drove obviously Harry was fine I spoke to him he was you know he was very sweet and he what he you know about coming to your house it was so so moving and touching and I just thought he's such a lovely boy and um and then um when I was driving to make the country on my own because Alex was taking them all that was going through my head was my God, can you imagine if we hadn't found him? Can you imagine if he'd been taken? And I couldn't stop thinking about it, even though I knew he was fine. So I kept having to put the music on and try and sing, and then I my mind would go back there. So I ended up listening to a really interesting podcast on the way down, actually, just to try and distract myself from from thinking about it. And even when that night, when I fell asleep, I I, I just thought, oh my God, how have Madeleine McCann's parents ever how would you even handle this so I think really what I've what I've taken away from this quite horrible experience was checkpoints and I had such a long chat with my boys about checkpoints and who to talk to if you find yourself lost because but sweetheart how clever of Harry actually I think it's 
it's rare that you hear someone be able to think at such a young age in a way that is so sensible because of course Joe and the Jews one place tracking his way back to my house there will be someone in one of these two places you know I would have been at home but also the fact that that he just thought of going to join the mm. Jews, I think is completely incredible. I know, bless him. And and he remembered it, you know, it was a special moment for him and a happy moment. And I think in that moment, he wanted to feel happy. And he knew if Nico was there and he had lunch with Nico, then his whole day would be happy again. Yeah, And that, that's what was just so heartwarming about it, as I just thought, gosh, he's so sweet. Um, oh, darling, I, I can know. hear the heartache. I oh, can hear it. God. But, you know, the one thing I would say to all parents is, you know, I know that we keep an eye on our children, but in a split second, somebody will turn the wrong way or a person will walk in between you and you won't see your child or it won't see you. He or she won't see you. And now we've had this happen. We now have talked about checkpoints and I've said absolutely do not go to John Lewis because I've heard about horrible kidnap attempts in John Lewis because it's such a big mm. department store. So I said, mm. you go to either Space NK or you go to another shop, which is small. Geox, I said, was the other one because it's a children's shoe shop or a children's shop, ideally. And you tell yeah. them that you've lost your mummy and your daddy and can they call the police? And I said, that's just what you do immediately. Even if you're not yeah, sure absolutely. if you're going to find mummy and daddy straight away, I would rather you did that and I'd rather you called the police than you stood confused on the street and somebody came and tried to help you and they weren't a very nice person. Because yeah. you, you're a very vulnerable person when you're a little person and... It doesn't even bear thinking about, you know, and there's a lot of very odd people around. And I, it's just important to tell your children, first of all, who to go to. Because, I, you know, the other thing I was thinking is if they went into a big shop like, I don't know, Peter Jones, John Lewis, perhaps the shopkeeper would think they were a bit bonkers, do you know what I mean? I, I, I you just yeah, don't no, know. Completely. Or just ignore completely. them. Or just be like, hang on a minute, no, I'm doing no, something. no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I definitely think that if, well, I would hope that if children went into a shop that and said, I'm lost, that, that you know, the shopkeeper would You'd hope immediately so. call it. Yes, and I really do believe that people would do that yeah. in 99.9% .9 of cases. Yeah, anyway, it was a very, very good lesson to learn. And I am just so pleased it turned out the way it did. And funnily enough, just talking how to did, other... How did, Alec, how did Alex take it? He cried uncontrollably for the whole day i mean he literally he couldn't help it and the boys must have been completely beside themselves as well both of them finn really didn't seem to be too bothered about it i don't think he realized seriously because the thing is he doesn't know about pedophiles he just thought harry'd had a nice little adventure and he couldn't really see the big yeah. deal because yeah. he doesn't know the consequences and and to a but certain degree, to think, Sophie, isn't it scary to think that at this time that we live in? You know, I was having lunch with three girlfriends the other day. Mm. Uh, one girlfriend who lives on Traganta Road, mm. and and they had a stabbing while I was in Turkey on Traganta Road, where the oh man who, the, where the man who got stabbed died. Oh no! And and my girlfriend was saying, 
you know, it's just, it's just it's frightening. London is not so safe anymore. No, it's and not. Then my, and then my other girlfriend who was also at the lunch was saying that, and she lives down in, on Cheney Road, um, how so many times she sees these mopeds with uh, one or two men on, and these are the people who are mugging. She was mugged herself um, a few months ago. Yeah, that's really scary as well. It's really, really scary. Well, well, I've, I've saying, been you know what? mugged twice in my car. I, I didn't, before I had my Mini, I, my car wasn't central locking. I'd have to lock it manually. And um, twice a guy, once on the Cromwell Road, a guy got in my car and took my handbag but rummaged around in it before he got out of the car again. And the other time was on the on Redcliffe Gardens in a traffic jam. Somebody got in my car and took my bag. How yeah. frightening. Mm. But, you know, it, we've got to... Everyone has got to come together in this world. I mean, I don't know what is going on, but our... our our homes, our worlds have to become safe again. I'm so glad that what happened to Harry ended as well as it did. Thank God. Um, Touch wood. I mean, I just, I mean, well, it's fine. It's just that horrible moment, that, just that horrible moment where you just picture the worst, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. You just think the worst. And it's, a, I don't know why our brains are wired like that. But I mean, luckily, luckily, the, the boys... Are you didn't... going to fear? You go into complete panic. And, and I th- and I think I am glad that Harry, Harry a little bit more so, but I'm so glad that Finn didn't realise the gravity of it because it would have been very disturbing if he'd known what the worst outcome. Obviously, he's only five. He's never going to know that until he's much older. But, you know, he was, as far as he was concerned, Harry had trotted off to join the juice and he was having a lovely time. <laughs> It's just not that his parents were saying, yeah, which is very sweet and very innocent. And they wouldn't, he wouldn't have even, it wouldn't have even dawned on him that something bad could have happened. Um, yeah, but isn't that sweet? Because he feels safe at the yeah. end of the day. That is such a clear illustration of a child that feels safe. And I think whether we're children or whether we're adults in our world, whether it be inside our homes or outside our homes, in our friendships, outside our friendships, in our relationships, whatever it might be, if we feel safe, it's a really good place to be. Yeah. I think the number of people who who don't feel safe, and I think this very much uh, goes for a lot of relationships, mm. um, that's when things start getting toxic. It's and true. you can see in, in, in yeah. In, very in, true. And I think it's really important to, on a very, very regular basis, again, check in with yourself. Are you feeling safe? Yeah. Um, and, and supportive if you're feeling and safe, loved. Are you yeah. Fe- yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and if you're feeling safe, are you feeling happy? Mm. Uh, and if you're feeling happy, the, the chance of it actually being love, again, whether it's for a friend or a relationship or your work, then it's a really good place to be. Absolutely. And if you're not, then you've got to run through a checklist of why and what's happened and try yeah, and you need to make the out. changes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. And communicate. Totally. Because, you know, the one thing I would say, which is a very positive thing, is even though uh, the outcome of Alex and I's divorce wasn't quite what I'd hoped for, Alex and I have one thing and one shared thing which means more to us than anything else in the world, and that's our boys. And through that, I will always support Alex, even 
you know, if it's not in my favour, I will always have his back. I will always, always, you know, he's the father of my children. I'm always going to support him and care about him. And I'd never want to be on bad terms with him. I've been through that with him when we first put out. But, you know, eventually it's so important to turn it around so that your children do feel that sense of um, security and protection and Mm. That they can be in that bubble, even if you aren't in that in a marriage with that person, but they still feel safe. And it's okay to tell mummy, I want to see daddy. And it's okay to see dad to tell daddy, I want to see mummy. And it's, you know, there's no uh, friction or conflict for teaching, them. Exactly as you said, so teaching children that it's okay to be honest and it's okay to be true to yourself. Um, and that's why I think it's so important, especially with divorced children, that there never is any unkindness said about the mother to the yeah. father or the other way around. Absolutely. Um, so that the children feel feel very comfortable in all of the decisions they make. Yes. And I think the bad things only really happen when there is uh, animosity. Mm. Uh, and I know that's or another. hard. And the only and people not, who yeah. pay the price are the kids. Absolutely. The, the, it's... It's 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 it can be very very difficult if something very bad has happened in your marriage and you are really challenged to get over that and yes. I do understand that yes. and I do think that I am lucky I didn't have that experience but yes. at the same time at some point as actually Caroline who we both mutually know said to me you know your feelings have got to be in a separate compartment to those feelings that you need to protect of your children's and whatever you yes. feel so true in so that true. compartment is your compartment and you cannot project that or put it on or let it out or let it 100%. seep into your children's compartment because that compartment 100%. has to be completely protected because otherwise they'll grow up damaged from uh, your failure to work it out with your husband or you're not failure but um you know it's it's not the children's fault that it didn't work out with your respective other half of course not of course not and that is the reason why it is so important that whatever wounds we have from our past if these wounds are not grieved and healed they will keep being a part of our life and this is what causes people to be unkind this mm. is what causes people because they're in pain and, and it causes only ever Ill comes health. from being in pain yeah 100 i mean you can make yourself and I think if you're sick. someone that can be yeah. brave enough to go and heal your wounds you will not only uh find happiness you won't want to be unkind about anybody but it will absolutely also serve your physical body 100 percent. 100 percent. i totally agree Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On a happier note, <laughs> we have got the summer coming up and the children have got their sports days and end of terms. And uh, we've there's... already done sports days, so Have you? Gosh, that was yeah, early. Niggle, Niggle got four gold medals and a silver. Wow. My can goodness. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. Can you believe it? Because he's very sporty. Did you, not see it on my, did you not see it on my Instagram? No. When was it? Uh, it was hysterical. Did you, in, did you do the look. running race? Honey, I am not one of the mums who run. Uh, well, my boys, my boys make me do it, and I hate it because I'm not oh, a I runner. Good for you. I have to do it. Good for you because Alex, um, Alex can't be there, and he was actually quite good because he is a runner, and so he'd always w- win the father's race. And even when we weren't getting on so well, he was. You know, we both go because it's something that my boys just love is they don't like doing it themselves, but they do like laughing at Alex and I doing the running. Anyway, I promised Harry and Finn that um, I will do the running race this time. So I'm just dreading it, actually. If you, have a look at your, if you have a look at your phone right now, darling, as a little bit of inspo, there you can see there you can see little Nickel with a few of his medals of the day. It was just so completely oh, adorable. He must have been so proud. Bless him. Darling, he was so proud. Of course. It it, it you know, he was talking about sports day weeks and weeks before he even had it. And the whole Hope of winning a gold medal. That's amazing. Unfortunately, we've we've had... Harry has never been that into sports. And so I pretty much have to do every single race. And not so much now, but from when he was little, I used to have to do the egg and spoon and the everything. I was such... I felt such a wally. But if I didn't do it with him and encourage him, he wouldn't want to do it. And actually, interestingly enough, because Alex isn't very sporty, he likes going to the gym and he likes running, but he's quite an insular person when it comes to exercise. And he's never really Mm -hmm. said, come on, Harry, let's go and play rugby or cricket or da 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 So Harry hasn't really had that passion. And um, our lovely au pair is leaving, I think I told you, in June, in July, rather. She's fallen in love with a Canadian and she's moving to Canada. And um, by the way, if anybody needs a lovely babysitter, I cannot recommend her enough in Canada. Oh, wow. Let's ask all our Canadian friends. I'm now getting a Manny. I'm getting a male au pair. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm also interviewing one and I'm interviewing one next week on the 13th. I love it, Sophie. That is so funny. Our manies can be friends. Yeah, I've been Skyping and my my previous au pair before lovely Yolanda, who's Romanian, was um, from Madrid. And uh, this um, Ivan actually happens to be from Madrid and Miriam, our old au pair, moved back to Madrid. And I said, would you mind meeting him and having a coffee with him and getting the lowdown? And I've already got references and done a background check and everything. Thing. But she met with him and she said, he's so lovely. He's a sports instructor and he's learning yeah. teaching. He's learning to be a teacher of, of sports. And I just said, I, you've just, you're going to save my life because you're suddenly going to help me get these boys interested yeah. in, they love swimming. That's the one thing they do love, but I'd love them to be interested in football or cricket or tennis or something else yeah. that they could yeah. really feel part of a team in. And um, so I'm so excited to really start this new chapter and, and also have yeah. have a male around, for, have a big brother figure for them. You know, he's 23. Yeah. He's so kind, um, you know, and I'm just, I think it would be really nice to have a male influence at home because that's something they really lack. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have men around. I don't really have yeah. male friends that come around, yeah. you know. And yeah. so it'll be really nice to have that. Um, I think it would be really nice. I mean, I've obviously got to Darling, buy myself some new pajamas. I promise you it will be 100%. <laughs> I mean, as you know, I have some really lovely old, old um, Danish boy besties that have been best friends to me my whole entire life. And it really is remarkable seeing how Nigules thrives around male energy. Yeah. And it really, really matters to boys. It does. So and it's very important. Such a great idea. So yeah. important. So oh, where's well, this guy great. from? He's from Madrid. He's Spanish. So he's also going to teach them Spanish. And oh, I yeah, love it. it'll be really Isn't nice. Cute? Do you know, he's, he's, he's a sports, he's, he's, you know, he's a sportsman. So uh, he's very fit. <laughs> It's, he, he's not how hilarious, <laughs> how hilarious. <laughs> I think all the mums are gonna be like who is this guy that Sophie's living with he's like 23 and brings the kids to school hilarious um I'm sure it will get Absolutely a few tongues hilarious. wagging but um you know as far as I'm concerned this is something I'm doing for my boys and I and I think it's gonna have Absolutely. a really positive you know impact what, on them can I just tell you, tongues wagging. Tongues will always wag. Tongues will always, always, always wag. There's my sweet friend, Pilu, who's just come in. I agree, Pili, a really funky smell in here. So Pili has just come with a nice glass of rosé. So as mm, you know, I'm at this very wedding. Very nice, I, yes. I, I'm, I'm at this wedding in Spain. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we, we can't be recording our potty for that much longer. No, of course, darling. Um, you go back to your fun. What are you doing tonight? What's the plan? So what's your itinerary you know what, for the what weekend? I was, what I was just going to say is, yeah. darling, tongues will always wag. Yes. And you know what? It's only the tongues that matter that you have to ever listen to and the tongues that really matter will never be anything but true and they will say stuff because it's in your best interest absolutely that is so true and and, and I, the rest and of I tongue wagging you know what they can wag till their ears fall off i'm so uh, sorry but I they absolutely can actually it's 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 funny i i saw this quote today somebody who's got everybody who's got somebody who believes in them has got to hold on to that person. That's the person they need yeah. to be around. And it's true. Yeah. We all need to be around people who really do believe in us and who have our backs and who take us through the highs and the lows and who yeah. are always there yeah. and are solid. And it's yeah. 
so 100%. important, even if you've just got one friend like that, to nurture that yeah. and, and give it back, you know, whatever you take, you give back. And, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm very lucky to be blessed with the most gorgeous girlfriends. And um, yeah, me too. You know, We're so lucky. So and we are so lucky. I feel so Nobody tells somebody <laughs> loves you. <laughs> Pili love just it. put his fingers in his ears and he's like, he's like doing the death sign. Suffering. He's so, suffering. <laughs> I love it. So, so are you going to go weekend, dancing P- now? P- uh, is that your plan? Pilu, what are, Pilu, what are our plans for the weekend? Enjoy ourselves with all our Danish friends. Mm-hmm. Are arriving tomorrow, 64 of them. Oh my god, 64. 64 Danes are arriving tomorrow. Wow. We, we we are 12. We are 12 who've arrived today. It's so adorable. It's old friends of ours who were childhood sweethearts literally since they were 14. And they are now getting married, which Lovely. is completely adorable. They're now 40. And it's just a gorgeous love story. So tomorrow we're going to have a lovely lunch at the Marbella Beach Club. And then tomorrow evening, we're having dinner with all the people who are flying in. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, uh, it's the actual wedding, which will be in the villa where we're staying, which is going to be an all day thing. Beautiful. And then I'm either coming back Saturday or Sunday. I haven't decided yet. Okay, well, it depends. It it depends how powerfully my heart is beating. But I'll tell you all about no, that. Oh, I, did you hear what Pili just said? What's that? We love you, Sophie. Oh, you're so we sweet, Pili. That's so nice. I'm sending you lots of love P- from London. And Pili just said you had the best hair in the world. Pili, by the way, <laughs> is one of Denmark's absolute best stylists Ah. not only is he one of the best friends of the bride but he's also one of the most talented people we have in Denmark when when we've when we've done some more work and he loved your hair he just keeps saying he just keeps saying I love her hair. Thank I love you, her Pilly. hair. You're so kind. I want to become be styled in 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 Copenhagen. Oh no, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Pili to London, darling. Oh, great. We're gonna bring Pili to London. So on that note, my sweetheart, I am going to love and leave you. I will call you tomorrow, darling. Lots Can't of love. Wait. Have fun, darling. Lots of love. Bye. Kiss. Bye. You're nobody till somebody loves you. You're nobody till somebody cares You may be king, you may possess the world and its gold But gold won't bring you happiness when you're growing old The world still is the same, you never change it As sure as the stars shine above You're nobody till somebody loves you So find yourself some It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. 
And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.